Hello and welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. This is the News Crew and I'm your host, Keith McGinty. Rejoice one and all. As, the t- as at the time of recording, there are only 50 days until the NFL 2023 season kicks off with the reigning Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, taking on the smashed mouth Supremos that are the Detroit Lions. Tonight, we're going to talk secondary teams, QBs, TVs, retirees and RBs. To talk some ball, I'm joined by some of the finest crew members. Craig, we've got the crew's Kirk Cousin, a real Mr. Nice Guy, until you get a drink in him, then the shirt comes off and the jewellery goes on. Budger, how are we, buddy? Not bad, mate, not bad. I like that intro. Very fitting after uh, after Mantics on Saturday, but uh, no, <laughs> doing great, doing great. Still a wee bit jet lagged. I was just talking to Liam about that before we came on. Um, get back, get back from the US on Friday last week. So, I still, uh, still up to all hours, but not otherwise. Never better, bud. Never better. Fantastic. Good to hear from you. We've also got Liam, our own Jordan Love, the quiet man but a real silent assassin. Liam, how was uh, Florida, buddy? It was awesome. Yeah, um, it was amazing. Over in a flash, but a lot of fun it was had. So feet, but uh, good fun, good fun all round. Fantastic. What was your favourite part to go to? Uh, all the. I don't know what the. Fa- it was. I, I, it's hard to say favourite park. I think it might be rides. Probably. I think Garden mm-hmm. of the Galaxy was a, a top ride. Um, that was a, a nice new one to go on. And was it Epcot? Wasn't it? I think. Yeah. I would recommend. Fantastic. Went to see the third one with my wee boy. It was surprisingly much better than we were expecting. It took the two of us by surprise. It was it was wonderful. Um, also joined by Gav, the crew's giant analytical brain. That is an entirely in proportion to his massive frame. Gav, it was great to, to meet you in person the other day. We'll talk about That's that a wee bit later on. But how are you, buddy? Yeah, it's a pleasure and great to see everyone in person. I think, uh, yeah. Talking on the on the pod sometimes a bit of a, an equaliser uh, on the, the height front. Um, so yeah, good to to meet everyone and uh, yeah, get a bit of uh, Brit ball action. It was it was it was a great wee day on Sunday, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in our news segment. And finally, enjoyed by Studs, the big chief and self-proclaimed Brittany Mahomes super fan. Studs, how are we today? And remembering you're on mute. And pause. Oh, he's frozen. He's frozen. <laughs> and he's frozen. There he is. He's back. Ah, uh, back. Sorry, boys. <laughs> First technical <laughs> match before we've even really got got going. So apologies. Hopefully, I'm in, I was in process of pausing everybody else's internet connection in the house. So um, I'll no doubt get shouted at to see if that helps. <laughs> ah, that's all right. Craig, you would have noticed on Saturday night it was just a slogan up to the bar, wasn't he? That's <laughs> it. He's done done put, putting the wains off of Netflix. So you're hogging the bandwidth. Can't do a pod here. Back to the old dial up days, you know. Phone cuts out. Hyperspeed's not reached Hamilton yet. Um, our kickoff question this evening, then looking at the NFL and the camaraderie of the NFL fans is well known. Unlike our football, there's no segregation between fans at matches. So, what I'm looking from you guys then, is there any teams in the NFL that you have a particular soft spot for? Who's your second team? Um, Gav, I'm going to come to you first for this one. Have you got a second team? There's two in New York, obviously. You can pick the the, the green guys over there. 
Oh, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, a very Glasgow thing with a, a blue and green divide <laughs> there. Um, but no, I think um, for, for me, I guess actually there's a wee hint in the, the sweatshirt today. So a bit of the, the Honolulu blue and um, Detroit Lions, uh, actually. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess uh, that's a, a team that's probably had its... Um, well, I was going to say share of ups and downs, but mostly downs uh, over the years. But I guess with uh, you know with, with these poor seasons come some really exciting draft picks. And I think that's a, that's a team that certainly over the time I've been following the NFL, you know, had some um, cracking individual players. You know, we've had the likes of uh, Ndakam Sue, uh, Matthew Stafford, um, obviously still going. And then you've got um, Megatron himself, Calvin Johnson. Um, and actually, um, Ford Field is a place I've been to a couple of times as well. Um, so have a, a wee connection to, to that as well. So, uh, yeah, it's always uh, it's always good to see them um, doing reasonably well, uh, at least when they're not playing the, the Giants. But, um, yeah, it's still hunting for that elusive playoff win. Fantastic. So what was it got you into the, the lines? Was it Eddie Murphy's Beverly Hills Cop or Tim Hillman <laughs> Taylor? <laughs> I, th- I think, actually, like a lot of guys... Um, you know, it's funny how things like Madden will get you going and actually picking one of yeah. the worst teams and trying to turn them around always felt like a, a bit of a challenge. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think um, especially, you know, sort of 20 odd years ago when you first watched an NFL, Lions probably not one of the, the darlings of um, Channel 4 or, or Sky Sports in terms of getting a, a, a live fixture. But, um, yeah, even as they just uh, kind of taking the, the losers and trying to turn them around in, in Madden was yeah. uh, probably a, a starting point there. Fantastic. Um, Liam, I'll come to you next. You, of course, are, are, you're a resident Green Bay Packers fan. Have you got a second team that you like to keep a wee eye out for? See, I was trying to think about this. I thought I, thought I should go AFC since um, the Packers mm-hmm. are NFC, but I kinda, I've always kind of liked watching, certainly recently anyway, the 49ers, just with Kyle Shanahan in there. I know they're technically mm-hmm. our rivals and always seem to beat us in the playoffs more often than not. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just like... I don't know, Shannon, I suppose recently with the, the what was it, the Play Callers podcast and the, the Athletic was talking about the kind of the coaching tree and things like that and the, the kind of schematics of it all. But they've always kind of had fun, entertaining games, really. And I, I suppose some of the some to do with the skill players, and certainly at the moment they've got of, what, Debo and well, now McCafferty there as well and, and Kittle mm-hmm. and things like that. But it's always been kind of, kind of always liked seeing them on, on Red Zone every, every so often, seeing what they're up to. So. Certainly an entertaining side to, to keep a wee eye out for. Uh, Craig, what about yourself? I was I was having a think about like I've been watching the NFL for a good good few seasons now, but still kind of fairly new to it. And I was thinking back to like when I was younger, like if I'd got into the NFL earlier, what teams might have picked. Now, you, you know me now, Keith. I, I bleed purple and gold. But um, absolutely. But but yeah, when I was younger, like one of the very first ever bits of like NFL merchandise I ever got was um, my dad went travel, I think it was in business and he went to Atlanta and he brought back this Atlanta Falcons like, you know the big kind of like flags that you can put up, the big kind of triangle ones that you get, you can stick up your wall I, he brought me back one of them um, and I remember like, I had that in my bedroom wall for you know ages um, and then I was thinking about you know if I was going to pick another team pick somewhere in the States that I'd been to. So like mm-hmm. being in New York, so I thought maybe, you know, pick one of the New York teams. So yeah, possibly might have ended up being a Giants fan. Um, you never know. And then been at Florida a few times, most recently with, with Liam just last week. So I, I think like 
most recently, the the Jags have always been a team that I've kind of kept a kind of close eye on because they've had this kind of rejuvenation, if you like, um, and yeah, like starting to play some like really entertaining football. So I'll, I'll certainly I'll be keeping a close eye on them this season, um, and hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully they have a, a pretty decent run. So yeah, Jags for me. It's nice, and they've got their new stadium coming up nice. in the next couple of years. It'll be interesting to get over and see that sometime. Studs, big chief yourself. What about you? Who are you going for as your second team? Oh, I, I, Liam's probably Liam and Gav have probably both stole a wee bit of my answer. Um, to be honest, because well, my first experience in NFL was the old Joe Montana football game on the Sega Mega Drive, going back <laughs> many, many months when Montana was still with the 49ers. So again, that was kind of my first exposure, probably from that perspective. And then I, I followed Montana as a player I liked into his time at the Chiefs and kind of kept following him from that point. And then I lost touch with the NFL, got back in touch with it when I went over to America. But one of the players, and the reason I'm saying Gav probably stole a bit of answer as well, is one of the players I absolutely loved in college from my time in America. I was a Nebraska Cornhuskers fan, and I still think this guy was robbed of the Heisman as a defensive player, was in Damakin Sue. Um, to watch this guy playing was frightening and then obviously he went to the Lions um, and he got drafted out of college and again I could, he's somebody that I kind of followed in his early career with the Lions and had a bit of a reputation of a bad boy shall we say when he was with the Lions <laughs> as well so I think that that side of it again seeing somebody progress from a college team straight into the NFL and seeing him still having the same kind of success he's obviously had was something I could, I could always like so I, t- I tend to kind of follow players and see how those players are doing and again that kind of probably ties in more to the fantasy aspect of it now as well <laughs> when we want to see our players doing well I love how you've all went for right deep well thought out answers and I've went for the, the, the usual one when it comes to the west of Scotland and I had to have a green team, I really had to just have a green team, so I remember in the, the 90s uh, when I think many of us first started watching the NFL on Channel 4 um, the way they packaged those programmes were just so enthralling and, and beautifully sucked you in. Um, and Lambo was just something glorious, somewhere that I'd love to have went and been a part of and to have seen. And I loved the, the Packers, uh, the, the uniforms that they had at the time. I never really had a set team growing up. It wasn't until maybe about four or five years ago that I decided that I was going to take... Uh, Seattle is my team. I decided Seattle was going to be my team maybe about a decade ago, um, as my wee boy was was being born. And I've said this before in the podcast that I chose Seattle as my American city because it, I just felt it was so much like Glasgow. That was up in the west coast. That was rainy all the time. Um, culture, sports, music. It seemed to have loads of things that Glasgow shares and had similarities with. So uh, that's that's why I chose. Seahawks is my NFL team, but growing up, loved the, the imagery and the the magic of Lambo and the Green Bay Packers. Also, being a, a Celtic football fan, I'm a, a, I'm just looking for a wee green team. So that's why I've got a couple of a green t-shirts, got a Packers hoodie as well. But I've started to to shy away from them. I'm I'm starting to get drawn in more and more. To just the Seahawks, just the Seahawks. Sorry, right, I keep it for like cutting the grass and stuff like that. So I'm not bothered. <laughs> I think it's a wee bit dirty. But um, yeah, that's that's my my second uh, team there. We'd love to hear from the you, the listeners. Who is your first love? 
who's your first love? Who is the, the team that you tell everybody you support? But who's your who's your wee bit on the side? Who's your your Saturday night date when it comes to the NFL? Who's the the one that you like to kiss behind the missus back? Not that we're condoning that whatsoever on the crew. Um, yeah, get in touch at Gridiron Crew on Twitter, Instagram, and on Stitch. Uh, is it Stitch? What's it called? Twitch. Twitch. No, what's the Threads on Threads? threads. The new. Ah, one. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, the stitches, I think, is what I'm going to be getting for the messages if she's listening to this. Um, yeah, so love to hear from you. Get in touch with the, the crew. Um, good question, good start is off, get us up to, to date. Moving on to our news segment then of the show. I'm going to start off, uh, Gav, Dan uh, from the crew and I, all went to the East Kilbride Pirates game on Sunday afternoon against the Manchester Titans. Um, that was my first experience of Britball. I've got to say, Gav, don't know about yourself, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, I don't know what I was expecting. I was maybe a wee bit of Friday Night Lights and uh, just a, not quite as much razzmatazz, but it was um, it was entertaining all the same. I, I, I've got to say, I absolutely loved it. Gav, how did you find the match on Sunday? Yeah, absolutely the same. So, I mean, I've um, I've been to a few Britball games over the years. I think um, the the Pirates was probably actually the first team that I went to to see um, back in two thousand three, living up in Scotland at the time. Um, but I mean, it has come a long way uh, in that time, both in terms of the, the style of play and and also I think that the presentation. So, I mean, as you say, it's maybe not quite in that Friday Night Lights level, but I mean, certainly you get, you get the stand, you get the you know the, the pitch side um, bar, you've got the you've even got the merchandise stand, you've got the the announcer uh, in the stands. Um, so you have really great setup, and um, I, I think um, yeah. For long stretches, a really competitive game. I mean, we, we saw East Kilbride were taking on the Manchester Titans and the, the Premier Champions. So um, Manchester was pulled away a bit towards the end, but I think we, we really had a, a good old battle going for, for three quarters. Yeah. It certainly looked it. And um, one thing we commented on was the, the, the size of the Titans and the, the size of their squad as well. It was a bit like uh, in Father Ted when uh, Dougal's got the the wee cows, the wee miniature cows, like small and far away. The Titans looked just as big as the Pirates, some of them, from the other side of the, the pitch as the guys closest to us. Um, some of them were absolute man mountains. It was it was, it was was great to see. Thoroughly entertaining game. Highlight for me would have been... Well, there's two highlights. Gav, I think you, you want to take up the, the second one we discussed just before the pod. But um, for me, the 60-yard the touchdown for the Pirates was just... Amazing to see the the spiral in the ball as it was thrown by the quarterback to the catch and run and getting past the a couple of the players in the Titans to get in the end zone and everybody was just taken away with it. It was just brilliant just how quickly you get um, roped up and all and thoroughly, thoroughly recommend getting along to some more Pirates games. What was your highlight of the match there, Gav? Absolutely. I mean, I think just to expand on what you said there, first of all, I think that was a huge you know, momentum swing at that point in time. You know, Pirates had quite a sluggish start to them, I think really conservative uh, yep. offensively. So to all of a sudden see their, their QB uncork that bomb uh, downfield and, you know, really, you know, get, get the team going, get the, the crowd up, because I think that's another call out. Really great attendance uh, at the game, which I think is a fantastic thing to, to see. Um 
And then I guess going into the, the second half, so um, we had uh, Titans um, looked like they were really going to turn momentum back in their favour by uh, yep. running the kickoff all the way back to the one-yard line. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, their, uh, their returner losing a wee bit of balance on the way there, but dropped the ball into the end zone. The Pirates recover uh, and um, kept themselves in the, the, the game. Uh, after a wee bit of a, a bomb scare. So, um, yeah, as I say, um, Titans dominant, but I think in that moment, just a, a little error that, that kept the, the EK hopes alive. Who was the quarterback that did that a couple of years ago? Was it Danny Dimes running through? And... I don't think he fell over. He did fumble, but yeah, he did, uh, he did certainly trip himself up. Right. He, <laughs> he kept holding was... the ball, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was magnificent. The guy got all the way there. Now you could see through the ten yards, he, he started to take a wee stumble as if he was getting ready to celebrate, getting the hands, the security lifted up above his head, uh, getting a wee bit ahead of himself. But it was wonderful was it, to see. It was brought... it not against the Eagles as well? So it was like a, a division rival. I don't. And it was. It was gone. And then they just. You see, you see Saquon Barkley up in the stand because he was injured and he's killing himself. The whole thing. <laughs> I think that could be a mini theme for the podcast is Giants horror shows against the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> more, more to come that later. Fantastic. Um, definitely, definitely recommend um, anybody getting along to um, the what was it? What was the stadium again, Gav? Uh, so it's a GHA Rugby Club or, or Braid Home uh, over in Giffnick, south side of Glasgow. And uh, I believe it's the Merseyside Nighthawks that are up at uh, two o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and that's the last Pirates game of this season at home. Um, totally recommend anybody that they can get along to it. It was great entertainment. Um, young and old were there. Um, there was a, a, a great family atmosphere um, and some great banter in the in the stands as well. Thoroughly recommend it. Thoroughly well. That was Pirates. Um, let's move on then to our other pieces of news that we've got this week. And Studs, I'll come to you. Hard Knocks is starting on the 8th of August. Um, tell us a wee bit about this then. Oh, yeah. So the Jets got, um, well, agreed. We'll put in quotation marks to be the team. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to, to be the team on Hard Knocks this year. So I, I believe this one will be following them through their pre-season preparations, getting ready for the season. Um, obviously, the big story there is Aaron Rodgers and all the glitz and glamour that Liam's very familiar with that he brings and all the um, hallucinogens, shall we say, <laughs> <laughs> that he's probably going to be bringing. But, all, all legal, yeah. of course, all legal. All legal, all legal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now nah, I'm again. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing it. I think the Jets the last time they were on it provided some good entertainment. Um, for me, you look at the kind of the media bump the Lions took last year and completely became media darlings uh, last yeah. year after watching Dan Campbell and some of the some of the players was just unbelievable. And I, th- I think teams that are um, available for hard knocks should really just lean into that and I think that's what the Jets owners certainly try to do, I don't think the playing staff has been so keen and the coaching staff have been as keen but the owners certainly want to lean into that, New York's a massive media market anyway so if the media wants to find out about the New York Jets they're going to So, but I think certainly from my perspective the one thing I'm going to be probably watching is where's Brees Hall and how, how badly the, the crew then. if you were to, to choose 
a team? Do you think the Jets is the the, the main choice for this season? Smudger, what do you think? I, I think it'll be pretty interesting. Like as, as Studs mm-hmm. kind of hinted at, like the Jets don't want to be on hard knocks um, at all. Like a, anyone that that like has been put in the spotlight so far, like R- Roger said, something like it's it's been forced down our throats and we just have to deal with it. Um, head coach wants nothing to do with it. He said there's loads of teams that want to be on hard knocks. We're we're just not one of them. Um, I think it'll be fascinating though. Like you just look at like how much has changed with the, the Jets in the off season. You know, you, you get Rogers coming in. Um, how how he and Zach Wilson like what what's their relationship going to be like? I, th- I think just um, the quarterback room is going to be a really good telly to watch and just to see how the the, the Packers. Sorry, sorry, the the Jets. So I keep getting mixed up there. <laughs> it's uh, going to be good to so see all the Packers, Packers play. I know it's like getting the old gang back together. <laughs> um, so. No, I could be, I could be cracking. Tell even they'd certainly be up there as one of the teams that I'd be interested to to watch in hard knocks. Um, and I guess it's funny because I said they don't want to be on it. <laughs> yeah, I thought all the Americans all retired down in Florida, but um, uh, once we you get the the, the B are all retiring through to New York, moving up in the world, eh, Liam. Um, Liam, something like that. <laughs> what seasons uh, have you watched yourself? What ones have you enjoyed uh, previously? Um, like I've watched a few of them. Like I've often had to catch up because I've had, I, I I I don't have Sky over here. So, um, but uh, mm. I am um, trying to think. Certainly, Netflix either. Ones. I don't know. I don't know anymore. We'll come. <laughs> That's a different story. Um, so, <laughs> um, I suppose I suppose that the the Rams one was. I think was that was that. I'm trying to remember because I get mixed up between the Hard Knocks and the Amazon one they had on for a while. What was the Amazon? Oh, one? nothing. So, Rams oh, was nothing. 2020. Um, yeah. I quite enjoyed the Rams one. I vaguely remember that with um, with McVeigh and things like that. Just seeing that kind of side of things, and kind of because it's a great time as well. I think it was just after they moved over from Saint, Saint Louis, wasn't it? I think so, mm-hmm. or not long after that. So I vaguely, uh, that was a good one. And also last year, as Studs was saying, it was I did enjoy that, even if it was the Lions. I did quite enjoy that. Yeah, Lions and the the Cardinals. Um... Last year, shout out to Graham. I think it was that I met um, at the Manchester United game today. Um, waiting in the queue to go back to um, the tram station. Um, there's a guy behind me with a cardinal stop on, so it's quiet and shine retiring as I am. I was trying to promote the podcast. So I was asking him um, if he was a, a Cards fan. You could see him sheepishly going on. Oh, no, yeah. Um, so uh, I hope hopefully he's enjoying the, the podcast so far. Maybe getting get involved. Um, that's something I'm going to throw out to any listeners. If anybody feels that they would like to add to the podcast and maybe a, a team that we've not got covered, um, you're more than welcome to get in touch with the, the crew and we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, Hard Knocks, Gav, um, any particular season that you've thoroughly enjoyed or you would recommend? But I've got to admit myself, I, I've never uh, watched any. I've seen the wee clips and the highlights, but I've not watched any of the seasons yet, so I think that's something I might do with the, the rest of my extensive summer. I've got to say, Keith, I've enjoyed them all equally because I'm the, in the same club as you. That I've not seen a single season of it uh, at all. So um, I, I think it's, it's one that I think I, you know I had so many people in my ears saying about what you know what a great show it is to see. And um, I, I think going back to your earlier question, the, the Jets really do feel like a um, 
like a good pick for this year's show, whether they like it or yeah. not. You know, you've got a, a team that, and this isn't throwing shade because the Giants are right behind them. They, they were the worst team. The Jets were the worst team in the NFL over five years. Uh, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, get a wee bit of buzz about and a bit of momentum. And then all of a sudden, you get the Rodgers acquisition. So, yeah. you know, the, there is a bit of a, a feel that things are changing. There. I think that's a, it's a good story to, to see. So that will hopefully be the, the kick that, that I need to, to get on the bandwagon. Some other documentaries that have been on the, the TV just now, you're not seeing this, it's on Netflix, and I know yours has been re- revoked, uh, revoked from your privileges. Um, better get your bedroom tidied, pal, and you might be able to get that back. Um, has been quarterback. Studs, hopefully your internet's keeping up with us this time. You're not watching uh, Patrick Mahomes and a wee bit of Brittany in the, on the slide there. What have you made of the series so far? Um, to be honest, I've watched the first episode. My plan is this weekend I'm going to absolutely just sit a couple of beers. Um, but I thought the first episode was superb. I loved yep. the um, Patrick Mahomes, Max Crosby um, coming together. Uh, seeing that in a bit more detail and the fact that he's more or less just blacked out and not realised what he was saying to Max Crosby, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, especially after all the memes about the Kim at the Frog memes about I'm here at the side of the park during the season. Um, so getting a bit of background on that was quite entertaining. But I think um, I'm, I'm really interested to see Marcus Mariota. Um, I think he's one that I'm, I'm really curious about his story because uh, obviously... Yeah left the Falcons sort of midway through the season. So I'm curious to see how that played out. And I'm really hoping for a wee bit of thuggings in the middle and seeing those chains coming out halfway through. I can't wait to get to that point. I've got so to say we're all there to see. Yeah. <laughs> but the access that they've got so far has been tremendous. I think I've watched about four or five um episodes so far. Just it's a great wee end to the night, put the boys to bed. Um, and then sneak downstairs and get a wee watch a quarterbacks. Um, it's been terrific viewing. I know they're coming at it from a sympathetic side for the the quarterbacks themselves and their family members, and it's. I think it's really changed everybody's perception of Brittany um, Mahomes. Um, she seems really switched on. Just a, a massive fan of her man and her, her family person um, but she's got her own things going on outside of the, the, the team as well so she seems really really switched on different from the perception you maybe get from like, her Twitter and the videos that gets posted off her so really uh, interesting but the star of the show is Mr Nice Guy himself, Kirk Cuddins Mr Thuggins himself um, I think it might even make one of our crew members Shaney change his opinion in Cousins Um <laughs> The soon be Mr. Primetime. Um, it's, it's just a great watch. Um, I was watching today, and uh, Peyton Manning has said on the Pat McAfee show that it's been renewed for a second season. So the access that they're getting can only get better. And I'll be interested to see who they choose then for the second season of it. You th- I wonder if uh, Rogers will be tied up see, with the hard see, knock. Yeah, Rogers will go in there again. Not. <laughs> it could do a wee mini series in which QB that the 49ers are going to be choosing as well. So <laughs> yeah, you could watch all, all go through all three of them. So I'd, I'd, love, I'd love if they did like Joe Burrow or something like that. I think that would be absolutely brilliant. Now, who are we going then? So, Burrow. So good. Right, we go Burrow. Um we go to I think a rookie. A rookie would be a good one. Like Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, because yeah. it's it's going to be such a different story from somebody like Burrow 
who's established and is one yeah. of the faces. Um, so I think if you can get one of the rookies in there, uh, Anthony Richardson, I think, would be quite interesting because he's obviously no slated to start right now. He's behind Minshew, who's obviously a character as well. Yeah, I, wanna, I, wanna I think Russell good. Wilson this year might be good as well. <laughs> maybe Russell, a wee redemption story there. Aye, Mr. Like come, come yeah. maybe. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, uh, Danny Dimes might be a shoot as well. And slightly quieter. Nice to see. see mm. We could see, see what you, you like. Nick 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 up cousins role. Yeah, indeed. Uh, indeed. What, about, what about your Lamar? own uh, Gino Keith? Oh. Me, me Gino Spotlight? That would be pretty good. Do you know, I was listening to a podcast earlier in the week and it's put a wee bit of fear into, into Gino for me. It's just how he was a bit of an unknown last season and people didn't know how to play against him. And for most of the season, he did great. But then towards the end, they had a wee bit of a falter because there was more tape on them. Mm. Hoping that's not the case for this season going forward. But he's got he's get more weapons. He's got a lot more weapons. They've got different ways that we can hurt uh, players. And the, the team's just getting stronger and stronger. And Gino, and Gino I trust. I have every faith in him. Peyton uh, Lamar. wrote to Gino. Peyton wrote to Gino, but Gino didn't write back. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Um, yeah, Lamar Jackson just got his bumper contract. That might uh, be a good one. Tua? Yeah, but the, the documentary is called Quarterback, Keith. Not <laughs> 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 running back. Which leads us nicely done, Gav. Which leads us nicely into another piece of news this week that we've had, and it's been no deal and no deal for Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. So, no deals for the running backs there. What did we make of this thing, Gav? Saquon, Josh Jacobs, I think he was offered just under what he actually gets from playing in the tag. Um, it would work out as like maybe half a million less than if he just stays on the tag just now. Should these guys have been getting paid? Should they have been getting an extension to their deals? I think this has been something we've been talking about a lot through the, the off-season. Um, obviously, Dalvin Cook um, in a similar situation a few um, few weeks ago in terms of free agency. Um, but I think what we're seeing now is that there is a, a question around the value of the, the running back position. There's, there's no getting away from that. Um, Derek Henry um, chiming into the discussion uh, on social media during the, the week as well. Um, I mean, I think Saquon genuinely is a, a general generational talent at the position yep. um, and has done some amazing things in his time with the, the Giants. Um, unfortunately, he's also not played a, a full season since his rookie year, um, including um, one season ending injury after, I think, two games um, in, his, uh, in his third season. So, um, there is a real question around health, and you could say that that applies to you know any player at any position. But uh, you know, unfortunately, you know it's not just miles on the clock, but actually it's time, you know, in the in the doctor's room. Um, that's uh, an additional concern for Saquon. So um, I've got to say, um, you know, if I'm you know in Joe, we trust uh, with the, the GM at the Giants. I think that um, it's a smart offer going with it, the franchise's tag for, for Saquon. Um, there will definitely be interest, you know, I think if, if he were to, to go into the market, but um, how much he would actually get, I think that's a, a big question mark. So the, the tag, how long does that tie them to the club for? It's one year studs, you're saying? 
Yeah, so one year deal. Mm. At the end of that, did they, they release them? Did they then go, uh, Liam, did they then look at the, the rookies that are coming in? Did they maybe take a, a wee third rounder? Because it, it seems that the running backs don't get the respect that other positions, even kickers, seem to get. Uh, well, it's crazy. Like you just think now, like I suppose it's, it's been trending this way for a while now. And like, if you're a, a young, you know, high school, college player, why would you want to play running back anymore? Because <laughs> yeah. you're not going to get paid. And it, you just think it's just somebody's a rod. Then if it was rod for their own back, because all they're going to get is less talent in the position. So then again, you're not going to pay. In theory, they don't deserve the top money because they're not a generational talent sort of thing. Inverted commas. So yeah. it's just going to get worse and worse. And like. I, some reason, you, I don't know really what the solution is, really, to be honest with you. It's, I think it's like, as a a personal level, like, well, a personal level in the sense of running backs, I think it's, it's a shame because they put their, the one, well, I don't know every player in the team put their body on the line, but I wouldn't fancy running running at brick walls every every day of the week sort of thing. So, uh, so yeah, it's, I don't really know what the fix in line. Like, you look at, I was kind of looking at the other, there was a stat came up about, I think it's the Eagles. I've got mm-hmm. the cheapest running back room this season. I think it's they've got a million dollars for a uh, penny and like two million for um Swift. And yep. like that's not a bad running back room really if they can stay healthy. So you like maybe that's what it's for GMs it's probably the smart decision not to pay them. But I suppose it's a business in the end, isn't it? It is indeed. One of your running backs, Craig, has just left the the club. He's a free agent, Dalvin Cook. Um did you have much love for him? Are you sad to see him go or are you happy to move on um, from him? I was yeah, sad to see him go, but I think I think ultimately it was the right decision because Dalvin Cook, along with you know guys like you can say Saquon or your your Alvin Kamara's, your your uh, Leonard Finette's, all of these kind of guys, they get to that point in their their, their late twenties where you know the, the stats don't lie. Um, and the, the the injuries do start to stack up, and the risk becomes greater. Um, I was interested um, to see that possibly the the, the Patriots are, are rumored to potentially be interested in him. But I see that um, studs you mentioned it that uh, playoff Lenny might be. Um, I think it was uh, today actually. Yeah, training with the, uh, the Patriots or, or being hosted by the Patriots. I don't know in what capacity, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, all of these free agents are going to be circling around for a wee while. I suspect they will be until there's a big pre-season injury and we see a big name go down and it's going to be at that point that um, you know it's going to force the hand of a lot of organisations. Just interesting, on the on the Barkley one, um, so reportedly they were, they were only about maybe a, a couple of million or so off like negotiation-wise from what, um, what he wanted um, to what was offered. But apparently yeah. he turned he turned down a contract that was worth thirteen million dollars a year with just under twenty million dollars guaranteed, um, and then they kind of called his bluff and said we're not budging on eleven million per year, um, and basically he's now said oh, um, yeah, they've, they've, they've not come to an agreement. But if he if he'd taken taken the offer that he turned down initially, that yeah. that's kind of what he was after, and the, the, basically the organisation said no, sorry, offers off the table now. So. Um, it sounds like a wee bit like they've called, called his bluff on it. Um, but I saw he tweeted um day before yesterday. It, it is what it is. Um, so doesn't sound as if he's particularly happy about it. But um, no. also, um, the I was reading as well that the, um, 
as far as the franchise tag is concerned, um, the team's got another franchise tag in 2024 that could keep him off a free agency. Um, and if he gets held again, he's uh, guaranteed 22.2 million if he plays on back-to-back tags in 2023 and 2024. So he might get a wee, get a wee uh, bonus out of that as well. Yeah, I think it's the um, I think it's the average salary of the, the top five players at the position for the first year. And then if you do it in back-to-back years, there's, I think, a 25% bump. Mm. The other thing I was reading about the franchise tag, though, was um, they can hold out and not be penalised. Basically, no fines. There's no fines because mm. because they haven't signed the tag, so they're technically... We'll get fines, but but we'll get paid either. Well, they won't get paid, but I suppose, yeah, true, they won't get paid, but, you know, they won't get penalised for it, so wait wait a year and get some more money somewhere else, I don't know. (laughs) The Josh Jacob one for me is interesting because he was something like 80% of the biggest um, offence last year, or or touchdowns or something like that. There was was a crazy start I heard, I can't remember what it was, but Mm. it might have been touchdowns, I think he was like 80% of our touchdowns. So he was, him and Adams are essentially their offense. So to not get a deal done for him is just carnage. I mean, what's what's the Raiders offense going to look like? Who's Jimmy G or Brian Hoyer going to throw to? Do you know what I mean? Uh, or hand the ball off to, but is it Brandon Bolden, I think, is the next man up after that? Or Xavier White? Xavier White, yeah. um, So... Uh, I suppose the writing, was on the, the writing was on the cards for Jacobs in some ways because they declined his fifth year option, did they not? And then they ran him to the yeah. ground last season. Aye, basically. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get every single bit out of you before we uh, aye, punt, punt you on the uh, gum tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's I'd, still only 25 or something like that. He's know, still, know, he's, I he's, he's one of the younger running backs. Uh, 20, 25, 26 or something. Aye, he's still really young. I think this could maybe be a, a discussion point for a future crew deep shop where we look at all the the running backs who are available just now that have had success in their time but are, seem to be just cast aside just now. Um, that's maybe something we can look at just now. Someone who, now I may have got this wrong, when I read it, Deshaun Jackson was announcing his retirement. But Craig, you've corrected me on this. Uh, apparently he's... Um... Yeah, you know, on social media has come out and said, Oh no, 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 hold the bus. I didn't I've been mis misquoted or misunderstood. Um he, he's not not officially retired yet. Um so I uh, who knows what he'll um, he'll end up doing next season if somebody does, you know, take a take a punt on him somewhere. Um but it, it just feels like he's been around for ages. I was looking at just, you know, some of his uh, stats, you know, he's probably best known as uh, an eagle, but um He's he's kind of gone there, then left, gone. Uh, he was at the Bucks for a while. Um, he went back to the Eagles. Um, he was at the he had that weird spell at the Rams, um, where he like started the season and then requested a trade, and then nobody could get anything done, so they they chucked him. But he still <laughs> he still got still got a Super Bowl ring out of it, um, which was quite a quite a classy touch by the Rams after <laughs> basically spitting the dummy out. I thought. Um, and then yeah, he was um, was it Baltimore, Baltimore last year, and he, he went into went to the Raiders, I think, kind of in between. So he certainly yeah. is a bit of a journeyman. He's kind of gone all over the place. Um, so but yes, apparently he's not he's not done yet, um, according to his latest social media. So there you go. 
<laughs> so maybe he hasn't retired. Maybe he's uh, maybe he'll find him wind up in the CFL. So stay tuned for Stu's spin-off <laughs> podcast on the, the CFL. <laughs> he's desperate to get that up and run. Um <laughs> the only other piece of business that, that I can think of then has been I'm just flashing off my retro Seahawks uh, logo here. Um the the Seahawks um, announced that they're going to be having a throwback shirt. Um, I can't remember which date it is that we're going to be playing, uh, but the video that I saw with uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba wearing it, and it looks absolutely terrific. Um, I, I think we're going to have to start a Patreon if I'm going to be able to afford to get a couple of the, the, the gear that goes with us, guys. <laughs> um, it looks terrific. Yeah, I, the, the throwback stuff, that, that should be a staple. It should be a weekend every season where everybody gets a chance to to wear some of their, their old clobber, I think is absolutely terrific. Um, what did you make of the, the throwback then? Is it one of the better ones? Anyone, I'll throw it out. I thought it was quite it was quite quite nice. I do like, I see, like the throwback of the alternative jerseys every season yeah. they kind of put out there. I suppose I don't know if it's a bit coming from good old-fashioned football, football uh, in the UK. Um, all the jerseys every season, which... You do get a bit sick of every every year they want more money at you for the, the next top. So it is a bit nicer. It's not always maybe quite every season or it's a bit more selective, mm-hmm. you know, but it's quite cool yeah. to see from time to time. Yeah, I've got to say, I mean, it's not, it's not really a throwback, but I think personal favourite for me is just that all-white Bengals uniform. I mean, the helmets just look superb. I think they even got a game with that in the, the snow, which just, yeah, completed the, the look. So, uh, yeah, I, I, for, for me, uh, and I guess we should have um, Stu here to, uh, to chime in that, but I'd have them playing that jersey every week. That's always good because I always look at the... The Simpsons uh, clip with Siegfried and Roy with the, the White Tiger attacks. <laughs> it's always good for that. Yeah. Um, did you see? Yeah. Uh, did you see the the announcement video for it? The wee um, like walkthrough that they do, and it's all retro. Right. It's got a retro um, throwback kind of Walkman. I uh, like kind of early nineties type. Um, <laughs> yeah, Walkman and stuff going in the kitchen. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. There's there's a whole bunch though. Um, I, I get. A bit, a bit taken aback that the Vikes released a throwback yesterday as well, uh, which mm-hmm. looks class and is, is already um, there's there's definitely a hole getting burnt in my pocket um, to, <laughs> to go and buy that one because it, it looks really nice. And um, the Titans are releasing a, an Oilers throwback uh, in a day or two, I think. So there's there's I think there's going to be a few more to come hopefully because they are brilliant, um, no doubt about it. I think there's there's definitely an appetite for it. So. Uh, hopefully, see yeah. a few more teams um, bringing out some uh, some retro throwback jerseys before we kick off. You've got the Lions and the Commanders. Aye. So the Lions, don't you see? Aye, the the Lions have got their all grey ones with the with the old school line on the side of the helmet. So uh, they've got they've got one coming out this year as well. Very nice. I guess the other one that's probably worth throwing out there is uh, the Bucks have recently brought back oh. the brown uniform. Oh, that's right. Right. The, the, uh, the pinsicles. Which uh, I, I don't know. For, it's funny you mentioned uh, Channel 4 early, and I remember, you know, for me, I think that was the time the Bucks did their, their big rebrand and brought out the, the kind of all red jerseys and I, I thought they looked the part so even even if it was for a week I'm actually quite sad to see them bringing back their, their original <laughs> uniforms um, 
a lot of fans, if you listen to like the again Good Morning Football and stuff, they absolutely love those creamsicle tops, and they've been crying out for them to go back to the, the those throwbacks for a while now. So again, it's it's an orange top, so I'm the West of Scotland <laughs> bias coming in. It's gonna does appeal to me. <laughs> I should say that, but uh, I no, it's uh, I'll be interested to see and again it's. It's good to see those teams doing it, and I think it it makes a change for the old um, what was it the color rush that they Aye. used to do a few years ago. Um, so uh, it's good good to see them mixing up a wee bit. Fantastic, uh, guys. We'll move on then to our crew deep shot for this week, just- and we're going to have a wee discussion of um, the position. So following on for what we're talking about, the disrespect, flagrant disrespect of running backs. I'm interested to hear how you guys would actually rank the positions in terms of importance to the, the team. So, first of all, let's let's come across it. Let's just check and see what the, the main positions are. Right. So, offensively, you've got the usual one. Uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, kicker. You've got the O-line as well. Any specific positions in the O-line that you would maybe rank higher? And the left tackle, left tackle, yeah, because yeah. that's predominantly your quarterback's blind side. Unless you're poor, unless you're poor, both, <laughs> both sides. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, any other old line positions that we want to, want to bring into this? I suppose the center is always key for your, your quarterback link up. Yeah, right, so for the, the line, you've defense. got tackle, guard, um, you've got your center. I think that's it, really, isn't it? That's, that's yeah. all the. Yeah. I think, I mean, with, with your old line, um, I, I think I mean, Studs is 100% right. It, it, it all starts with the, the left tackle and protecting the, the blind side. Um, after that, it probably is the, for, for me anyway, it's probably the, the right tackle because it's about taking away the, the edge rushers and that that threat to the quarterback um mm-hmm. i mean obviously i think any you know really successful teams of course they're going to have a great front five um you know i think that the cowboys are you know as much as it pains me to say it, an example of a, a team that's really continued to draft uh and the o-line obviously you get like um guys like zach martin you know getting um getting a lot of respect uh there but um yeah the, the two tackles are i think the, the key ones for me Fantastic. And then when we're talking about the, the defensive line trend, so you've got your you've got your middle linebacker, your tackles, the ends, outside linebacker, cornerbacks, and safety. Right. Let's start at the very top then. Who is the who's the cream of the crop? Who's the most important position? Who's the one that gets paid the big bucks? Are we going to say quarterback then for that? It's got Absolutely. to be quarterback. It's a yeah, pass to, no to the quarterback. <laughs> Unless you're Stu, who'd be sitting with the guy at the in the Simpsons that goes all opposed me, Stu's going kicker. <laughs> <laughs> right. So second, then who, what's the specific position we're going for for second? Place? Then is that your left tackle? I think it's a battle here um, because you said it's a passing league. Quarterback's your most important guy, so. 
it's the left tackle is one of the options, but I think the other one I'll throw out there is it's the guy that's trying to get to the quarterback, the guy that the tackle is trying to stop, and that's your your edge rushers. Yeah. Any opposing opposition to that? What are we going for? Uh, Craig, I'll come to you for this. Don't know. I mean, I was thinking there. Yeah, like you're obviously quarterbacks at the very top there, but. Who's your, who's your quarterback going to try and chuck it to? Then your top wide receivers in the league, like you said, it's a passing league. It's a league where you're trying to get yards and we're trending more towards that than uh, than the running game. So I agree, though. Your your quarterback needs time to throw it. So he needs needs protection. And like you say, the guy that's uh, providing the protection against um, is, is key as well. So I'd be, I'd be kind of on the fence between um, your edge rush and wide receiver. We'll go for it, Liam. Uh, what are you thinking here? See if I, we can like, get consensus. I do. I do like. I think I was going to go left tackle after quarterback. To be honest with you, I just think as as alluded to already. If your if your lane falls down, your quarterback's gone. So then you're stuck. <laughs> Put it mildly. Tell you what, then what we'll do is we'll tier it and we'll get the listeners to to put it into an actual order. Then so top tier. Undisputed is the, the quarterback. Second tier, then go for left tackle, edge rusher. We'll put wide receiver in there as well. Fair. I think the, yeah, I, I think the receivers will get yeah. some love. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. So wide receiver, tier two, wide receiver. Let's have a wee look then. We'll go for tier three. It's in the middle of the pack. Or is there anyone that? that that stands out at the very bottom that we could separate from everybody else just now. Is it the running backs at the, the bottom of the, the tier here? Are they still still comparable to how much you're paying uh, your top tight end? I don't know. I'd have to look at it salary-wise. Um, Surely the kicker's got to be bottom of the pile. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> don't know how, how much does a kicker get paid to say like let's let's throw some love to let's throw some curveballs out. What, what about your long snappers and these kind of your special teams players that need a wee bit of love as well? <laughs> I, I think we're going to need a whole other hour to get really? somebody. <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing out some long snapper love here. Come on, let's go for it. Right, put down special teams. Right, so <laughs> special teams. Special teams and people can uh, sort out special teams. They going with uh, so will we include kickers in that? We'll put kickers in separately for that one then. And uh, no, no, just to include the including Travis Kelsey in the wide receiver one because <laughs> McCarthy can include him in the tight end one because he's Sorry. a completely different animal. Is, He's not, is, uh, no doubt Gab and Stu would say being, never mind a <laughs> never mind a tight end. I believe they would be called outliers. I think that's what uh, Travis Jones <laughs> is whenever it comes to statistical analysis here. Yeah. I'm gonna throw out a bit of love um to the, the, the long snapper though, because Craig asked that yes. question. So um yes, so sport yeah. I'll tell you what, sport track is the, the guys given that the salaries and position group and long snapper is the lowest paid position, but it's still called out as a position. Um, unlike a lot of the other uh, special teams players. Um, so, I mean, your average uh, salary for a long snap in the NFL this year is just over a million dollars a year, um, which, you know, it's still a good bit above the, the league minimum. So it is valued um, as a as a position. 
I love that. It's like the Rory Delap of uh, NFL, isn't it? It's just you've got one thing I'm really, really good at. It doesn't get used all the time, but whenever you need me, I can just launch one in there for you. Yeah, for one um, job. Right, so we'll put that up beside the quarterback then. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, where would you put... Let's have a wee look at uh, the, the O-line then. Uh, we've got left tackle. We've got up uh, tier two guard, centre, and right tackle. We're thinking maybe third tier, uh, fourth tier. I think your centre needs to have a good relationship with your QB, so I think your centre's... Yeah, maybe rank them slightly higher. Right, let's go centre then into fourth tier, and we'll put... um, our guard and right ankle maybe fifth tier or move them all up one. I would have the right guard slightly higher again because what guard was saying you're probably talking about you need to stop that edge rusher. So again, yep. right. So okay, okay, this is good. This is good. I'll I'll make it look all fancy and nice and pretty, uh, and we'll put some wee graphics up on. Twitter and Instagram for everybody to slate and slag off. <laughs> right, fantastic. Uh, okay, okay. Let's see then. Looking at the uh, defense, then outside linebacker, end tackle, middle linebacker. Anyone really jump out there? I suppose it's not normally linebacker that has the the the. It's called the headset and often it's often whoever's whoever's got the, uh, the dot the if you want to call that, would, yeah. be, would be up there i think yeah. i think your call that was your call on safeties yeah yep. stop stop the wide receivers so i think that's when you were going with that as well they're they're literally guys trying to stop them so yeah absolutely got to be high up there okay let's have them say tier three corner on safeties that's it. Your your sauce garners and the likes. They, they need they need some love for what they do. It's a safety position. Let's be honest about it. They are the disruptors. They are the ones that are um, killing people's highlight reels, and it's it's, it's they're absolute terminators in that position. I, I'm a big fan myself. Right. I don't know, okay. I see, I see right. a clip of Jair Alexander doing the gritty after breaking a Jefferson pass up right in front of him, and he <laughs> did. <laughs> Jefferson oh, was raging, was it was the gone back on. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was hilarious. You give it out, you've really got to be able to expect to take that. <laughs> well, again, he done it away from me, didn't he do it towards him, so I can see why it was the fly. Yep, no taunting uh, there, no taunting. <laughs> no taunting. No taunting, Right, so let's see, top tier. God's like tier, we've got the QPs, of course. Um, second tier, we're thinking left tackle, edge rusher, wide receiver. Third tier. Uh, we've got our guard, we've got our uh, centre, and we've got our tackle. It was those poor, poor running backs. Just, just <laughs> sliding down the tiers. Absolutely. <laughs> Corners and safeties in the third tier there as well, and in the fourth tier, are we putting the running backs in there? Are we giving them a wee bit of love after stating their case earlier on? 
I think well, so. I, think, I, I don't I think know if you're following the money. It's where the, <laughs> the money's going to the kickers, if you believe um, <laughs> if you believe um, the folks at Sport Track. That's it. That's the thing. So special team kickers, um, put them in with the, the guards and running backs and let people decide to, from those tiers who, got, who gets the, the highest right, special teams and kickers. There we go. So we've got one, two, three, four tiers, right? Can maybe play about, maybe get the five tiers and let people decide themselves who, who goes where. Uh, it's a wee bit like capitalism, that isn't it? Um, you've got the running back to workers who are getting absolutely no love whatsoever for all the hard work and the the effort that they put in to line the pockets of the quarterbacks. That's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Right, good. What we'll do then is I say is I'll tap that up and we'll get that put out on Twitter, Instagram, and you can have a wee look yourself and let us know what would be your tier system. How would you the place it out? Where would you put the running backs? Would they be getting a wee bit more love from yourself than they have from the crew here? Capitalist pigs. Um <laughs> Fantastic. We're going to Gav next for our um, third and top 10, Dan's third and top 10. Gav, come to you for that. Absolutely. Thanks for that, Keith. So um, actually, um, following on from, uh, I guess, the kind of loose theme for today's show around love for the, the running backs, um, we've got um, the running backs with the most um, games in their career or with 100 yards rushing. So I think um, last pod I was on, um, Brian uh, kind of did the, the rounds and giving everyone three shots, I believe. Maybe it's yourself, Keith. Yes. Um, yeah, so maybe we'll, we'll, we'll kind of work around the work around the, the room. So I'll start with uh, studs is uh, on the screen next. So maybe give you first shot at the the list. So, right. Sorry. So running backs with the most hundred yard rushing games. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to go a homer pick here. I'm going to go. I get. I've got his top one. I'm going to go Jamal Charles. So Jamal Charles did not make the list. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go out with Vikings legend Adrian Peterson. Gotta be so, in there, surely. Yeah. So Adrian Peterson is on the list. He has 56 100-yard rushing games. He's um, the only player in the list not yet eligible for the Hall of Fame uh, as mm. well. So we, we do have quite a, a list of well-known players here, if that helps you on the okay. way. Okay. So we're talking okay. Hall of Famers. Liam, I was going to go more current, but I can't do that anymore. So I'll <laughs> <laughs> my pick. God. Um, I'll shout one out then. I'll go for Barry Sanders. So Barry Sanders, Keith, is number three on the list. Spent his full 10-year career with the Lions. He has 76 100-yard rushing games. Hmm. Liam, you got a guy yet? No, I've got a totally on blank. I can't think of anyone. No. Studs, Craig? I'm going to... I'm thinking longevity, right? And I, the only thing that's putting me up is when you said that you're eligible for the Hall of Fame. Um, Frank Gore, surely. Oh, he Frank has Frank. played, he has <laughs> played a ridiculous <laughs> amount of games. That's a great show. It's a good show. It's good, but it's not right. I'm afraid. Oh, um, Frank Gore what about um, Tom, Tomlinson? 
So Ladanian Tomlinson is, and there's a wee cheat in this because he is 10th equal. Uh, so we actually have 11 on this I'll take it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we have uh, Ladanian Tomlinson at uh, 10th equal. He has 4,700 yard rushing games over a, an 11 year yeah. career with the Chargers of San Diego and the Jets. About I've, I've got one if, you, if nobody else has got one, but go for it, Smudge. You're throwing something like that. I, I was going to say, what, what about the juice himself? What about OJ? So, OJ, <laughs> uh, you know, OJ, Hall of Famer, uh, and one of the, the best single seasons, but he is not on the 100 yard uh, I've seen it. There was just that uh, one over 100 yards, but that was like that was like uh, away for the LA. Police that one, that's isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I, I, I've got one, and it's got to be on there, surely. Played for the star, Emmett Smith. So, Emmett Smith, yeah, absolutely. Of the uh, Cowboys and briefly the Cardinals, he is number one on the list. It's a top Ooh, answer. So, Keith, there. I don't know if we get the, the budget for a, a color TV for, for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's definitely got the, the top answer. There, longest career of the, the bunch actually at 15 years in the league. What about um, which is pretty rare? What about oh, what's this? Um, the award? Uh, what, what, Peyton, Walter Payton? Oh, yeah, the man behind the man of the year, uh, is number two. He had uh, 13 seasons in the league, and again, all of those with uh, with the Bears. Right, my last one um, then. Uh, I'm going to go for Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode himself. So, Beast Mode himself is not on the list, Keith. I, I know I've had three there. I'm going, there's one more that's just come in, and Bride is going to be raging if I didn't mention this guy. So, he recently <laughs> left is surely Jim Brown. So, Jim Brown, again, is not on the list. We do have uh, we do have a couple of Steelers connections on the list. If anyone wants to take a couple of bonus shots, Steelers connection. I don't know. This this is where um, this is where we're showing you know how many years we've been <laughs> closely following the NFL. It's like if it's within the past yeah. decade, we're in with a chance. But be, before that, that's when it starts to get pretty tricky. So I will say, if we're going through the... So I'll talk through from the, the bottom up. Uh, so we had uh, at 10th equal, along with uh, Mr Tomlinson, we had Franco Harris, who is probably the, um, uh, I guess, the, the oldest um, and unfortunately deceased uh, player. He uh, was with the, the Steelers and uh, the Seahawks for 13 years before retiring in 84. Also had 47 uh, games. Um, the only other member not on the uh, not in the Hall of Fame from this list is Fred Taylor of the the Jags at number nine. Uh, he spent time with the as he with the Jags, but also with the, the Patriots. That's forty nine games. Uh, Craig, of course, you hit uh, Adrian Peterson at eight with fifty six. Um, fifty six games, and uh, Mr. Peterson did that across. Quite an impressive six teams, um, as much as we'd like to think he was a, a Viking for life. Uh, with Curtis Martin of the, the Jets and the Patriots, um, it's sixth equal um, with 57. Uh, and then Edger and James, um, briefly a Seahawk, but more famous as a, a Colt and uh, a Cardinal, uh, also at 57. Um, our other Steeler at number five with Jerome Bettis uh, with 61. Uh, 100 yard games. 
And then the highest in the list at number four that we didn't get. Um, uh, again, quite one of the older players, but um, holds the, the, the single season rushing record is Eric Dickerson of both the LA Rams and Raiders, as well as the Colts and Falcons. Uh, you know, like sports goggles. I sort of see the one that we wore the goggles. That's your man. That's your man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Eric Dickerson was sixty-four games, uh, and then our top three, which we we managed to cover with Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, and Barry Sanders. Um, but I think that kind of really speaks to the theme, doesn't it? That um, you know, Adrian Peterson, you know, um, the only player from the last this is just played in the last decade to actually make that list. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously a few of the, the guys um, obviously going back, you know, as far as the 80s. But uh, I think what's quite interesting is you're seeing career lengths like Emmett Smith doing 15 years in the league. We've said the average time at the position now is more like three. So, I mean, these yeah. are, you know, outliers in, in every sense. So Eric Fantastic. Dickerson, he was, he was like the Edgar Davids of uh, the NFL back in the day. <laughs> Thanks very much for that, Gav. Um, we'll get another top 10, third and top 10 back to you next week as well. Craig, come to you for our statistic of the week, and it concerns a Mr. Deshaun Jackson. It does, it does. Just on the topic of Deshaun Jackson, um, I saw a stat um, courtesy of NFL Stats on Twitter this week that um, Deshaun Jackson holds the record of most career touchdowns of 60-plus yards um, with 26. So I thought that was quite a good wee uh, statistic. Nobody has uh, had more career touchdowns of 60-plus yards than Mr. Deshaun Jackson. So there you go. Who was the closest behind him? Closest behind him was Jerry Rice with 23. Um, And then, yeah, you get Devin Hester, 21. Bobby Mitchell with 20. Lance Arworth with 19. Tyreek Hill, um, in terms of current players, is on 18. Um, yep. And then other kind of notable guys that are still in the league. Um, yeah, I'm just going down here. Adrian Peters away down at 16. So there you go. But anyway, yeah, Deshaun Jackson, top of the list, 26 touchdowns. It is an interesting comparison to see the how you see, we just talked about the hundred yard rushers and not many recent players in there, but you see the the, the big home run plays and it's you know it's all receivers coming up there from from recent years. Um, I think that the biggest thing for me as a Giants fan, I'll remember it, is the, um, the the miracle at the Meadowlands game where yeah. uh, we thought um, heading into the, the last ten seconds of the game that the Jackson had fumbled a punt at his own 30, uh, only to, to backpedal and, and run it back 70 odd yards. <laughs> uh, that's quite a, a painstaking memory. So, um, yeah, crack, cracking career, but um, some pretty painful memories from, from my perspective. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic, guys. Guys, it's been wonderful. But before we finish up, is there any other business at all? Any bits of news that we've maybe missed, studs? Yeah. Yeah, just a, a couple of wee bits that we missed touching on. So Steelers today have agreed a deal with Alex Highsmith, their pass rusher, um, for £68 million over four years. So again, that kind of tied in with the tiers we're saying about these guys getting after the quarterback and getting pretty decent money these days. Um, and that's coming coming off the back of a career high four and a half sack season for him. So he's, um, aye, he's obviously earned that one. And I suppose probably the biggest news of the last kind of weeks, probably Mr. Hop finally getting to a team. 
and uh, chasing after that ring and the stable organisation and the excellent quarter play <laughs> he signed for the Titans. <laughs> It's um, the think, of uh, Julio Jones and uh, Randy Moss is the, the place where uh, receivers go to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it really is the, the, the wide receiver's graveyard there, isn't it? It's like the wee bit that Simba runs into and the, the Lion King. He's about to never go to that place and the big Titans badge oh, over. Giant skeletons everywhere, right? <laughs> See the number two Jones sitting in the background. <laughs> Mike Vable with Scar. <laughs> Fantastic. Right, guys, that has been superb. Thank you very much. Um, Liam, a pleasure as always, buddy. Oh, oh, again, it's good to be back. It's been a, a wee while after I've been away on holiday, so good to get back on and have a chat. Fantastic. Uh, Craig, great talking to you again, mate. You too, boys. Been fun. Enjoyed that. Thanks very much. Studs, big chief. On top form again. Aye, I might seem to hold out after the, the spells at the start, but yeah, we seem to get there. <laughs> Fantastic. And Gav, thanks very much, mate. Really appreciate your effort. Super. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, everyone. Gav, I, I, I must say, I love the wee Gabriel just behind you. I mean, say, the wee lad coming by with a wee thumbs up. You fan. You fan. Fantastic. Um, we have been on the Charm Offensive and following loads of. Um, people on Instagram and Twitter so if you're a new listener thanks very much for for sticking with us to the end and um, please like subscribe and get in touch with the crew we'd love to hear from more of you and um, we will be doing more um work with the uh, looking at Britball and the East Coast Bright Pirates the local team for many of us here so quite a few of us will probably try and get to a few games especially next season uh, as it comes up have a wee look at the flag football as well we will be doing previews of each of the divisions in August. So that's something to look forward to. We're just finalising all the details there. Hopefully, hopefully, if we can uh, maybe get a wee venue, we're going to try and do a wee live show prior to the first red zone of the season. So get in touch if you'd be interested in that or maybe some venues in and around the Glasgow area that you'd suggest that would be quite good for hosting the crew. Looking to do a wee quiz, a Q&A, um, and looking ahead to the, the new season starting, kicking off with our brand new best friend, Scott Hansen. Studs, that was a, a excellent bit of Twitter work from yourself. Oh, no, listen, the, the man is synonymous with the NFL and anybody that's watched over the last few years from his uh, Minneapolis miracle um, highlight to just sitting on a Sunday watching him uh, over Red Zone. Uh, it was great to get a shout out from him and um, I we mentioned from Montana. Outstanding, outstanding. Really looking forward to his own coming back first and foremost. And Sunday nights having to stick our, our family members, it's it's getting a wee bit much, isn't it? <laughs> um, thank you very much for listening. As I said, like and subscribe, follow the crew on Twitter at Grid Iron Crew. That's uh, G R I D I R N C R U. That's the same for our Instagram and our threads. Um, we'd love to hear from you and get involved and um, hopefully get some more new voices on, especially in August when we're looking at all the different teams and the permutations for the, the league and, and the upcoming season. We're nearly there, 50 days to go. Um, thanks very much for listening, and the crew will speak to you next week. Bye.